How you going? going? Started in a market I think someone licked a bat Or patched a monkey Or shook hands with a kid They're really snotty Now it's literally gone viral We're spinning in a spiral Don't say don't panic Cause I already did So I'm gonna build a time machine And go back to grade 6 When I got a new tracksuit The kind that really fits With a soft and woolly hoodie Pulled over my head If you need me Reading cartoons in bed. Hey, how you going? Are you getting sick of it yet? Oh, no. It's pretty good just getting used to the new routine. And um, Monday I watched uh, Frozen 2 with my son. On Tuesday we watched Frozen 2. And on Wednesday we mixed it up a bit. We watched the second half of Frozen 2 first. Then we watched the first half. And today, Thursday, when I'm recording this, we watched a bit of Frozen 2. And uh, with any luck tomorrow, we'll get to watch Frozen 2. Luckily, Frozen 2 stands up to repeat viewings. Has anyone else been watching Frozen 2? I've been mostly watching Frozen 2, but in the evenings, we've been watching The Tiger King, which is uh, a highly entertaining and slightly disturbing documentary in that only in America way. But I think, um, no, for me, this week will be defined by Frozen 2. And some good news. News. Yeah, get news. Get news. Turn it echo. It's the top of the hour, whatever that means, and here are the good news headlines. Production on the TV show The Block has been halted indefinitely. Good news. Production on the TV show The Voice has been halted indefinitely. Good news. Production on season eight of The Bachelor has been halted indefinitely. Good news. Production on the TV show The Real Housewives of Melbourne has been halted indefinitely. Good news. Production on the TV show Dancing with the Stars has been halted indefinitely. Good news. Actually, I've just been informed that Dancing with the Stars is continuing production without a studio audience and has introduced good hygiene practices backstage and in the studio. Good news. No. I mean, how's it even possible? They ha- how do they dance together without infecting each other? I mean, Richard Wilkins has it. Isn't he the host? Dirty dancing. And by the way, if you're not a fan of Pauline Hanson's, uh, then you can thank Dancing with the Stars for laundering her personality. Yeah, I know, she spread a lot of hatred and got busted for fraud, but <laughs> look at her trying to do the cha-cha. <laughs> she, she doesn't take herself too seriously, old Pauline. Oh, she got my vote. Same in America, Sean Spicer. Leaves the most corrupt government in US history. Where does he head for? Dancing with the Stars. Shame on you, Dancing with the Stars. Anyway, no more Trump rallies for the time being. Uh, good news. I bet they've already signed him on Dancing with the Stars. What else is the good news? We've flattened the curve um, of housework at our place by doing a little bit every night instead of leaving it all to the end of the week. News. Good news. Sorry, I got a bit stroppy there and a bit political. Uh, I try not to be too political in these things. I don't want to alienate anybody because... Uh, Hello. As a citizen of a democratic society, it's your duty to be political. Yeah, but is it? Um, hello. Yes. Isn't it my duty just to have a good time uh, enjoying the freedom? Uh, hello. That is your privilege talking. What if I look at it like it's a bus and uh, I'm just up the back of the bus 
while some other people are driving and uh, I'm just looking out the window enjoying the scenery. It's your duty as one of the chosen few who are able to see the scenery to fight for the people who are in the luggage compartment underneath and can't see anything. Oh, give me a break. The people who can see the scenery are there because they worked hard. Uh, no, they inherited a system that allowed them to board the bus first. What bus? The bus in this metaphor. What a rubbish metaphor. I thought it was a good metaphor. You have the driver as the people who are holding power. And... Uh, I had to admit it, but it is a clumsy metaphor. No, I think it works if you nah. you know, and you've yeah. got the people crowded around him yeah. who yeah. are saying, ah, nah. like talking Sorry. in his ear, and nah. like nah. trying to have nah. their political Mm-mm. opinions, and he's nah. trying to drive. Nah. nah. You know, do not talk to driver while bus is in motion. Also, there's the matter of the carbon emissions from the fossil fuels powering the bus. Oh, here we go. Yes, here we go into total annihilation if we don't do something. I'll show you bloody total annihilation. It's just a metaphor. Your metaphor sucks. Song, song, time to play a song. This is not the song, just the jingle to the song. Song. Here's a fresh track off my upcoming EP, Schrodinger's Pie, and it's called The Proposal. I met my love on a beautiful day Hand in hand we made our way back to my house Back to where I live I opened the door and we walked inside I could feel her soul as I looked in her eyes And she said Can you smell poo? I said, wait a minute, darling, there's just one thing. I reached in my pocket where I'd hidden the ring and I held her hand. She said, seriously, something sounds like poony. I said, I think they're just fertilising the park. But let's put that to one side. There's a question I need to ask. I said, Michelle. We've been going out together for a long time now and I've fallen so deeply in love with you in so many ways. I just wanted to ask you... Oh, I can smell it too. Oh, oh no, oh no, I suppose I should a song the proposal of my upcoming ep don't talk to me trevor is the one who provides clarity on these matters so i hope you're keeping well uh looking after yourself staying healthy not succumbing to the temptation of eating your feelings or drinking too much and if you are then uh really embrace it just get stuck into it and enjoy it don't be guilty man if there was ever a time for that it's now or month five Aren't we going to have an awesome party when it's all ends though, hey? Won't it be the party? It's going to be the party of a generation. Let's start planning. You bring the soup, I'll bring the entrails. Let's get some sponge cakes. Can we get Daryl Braithwaite involved? I know that guy loves to party. Let's have Daryl Braithwaite on a horse. That'd be good, wouldn't it? But instead of singing horses, let's get him to sing, Here comes Brumby Jack bringing the horses down the track. I reckon he was born to sing that song. He could be naked on a horse singing, Here comes Brumby Jack. Then we can have uh, flying monkeys like in Wizard of Oz that they burst out of a cake and then shower Daryl Braithwaite's naked body in whipped cream and 
their own poo. And that's when we release the dinosaurs into the crowd. We've hopefully come up with the technology to bring them back to life by then. And people will be running, screaming. But then uh, Jackie Lambie will jump out of the bushes in full camo with a machine gun. Kill them all. And then all the contestants off my kitchen rules will cut them up and we'll have a massive cook up. Get all the oil from the barbecues from that and we'll put it on a giant slip and slide. And uh, then Daryl Braithwaite will be the first one to go down and he's in a nude. He, now he's covered in oil and monkey poo and whipped cream. And uh, then along comes Richard Wilkins. He, he turns up and everyone's like, What are you doing here, Richard Wilkins? You're late, buddy. You missed the main event. And Richard Wilkins just stares off into space and wistfully says, um, When I had the COVID, I changed. I saw into the abyss, and the abyss saw into me. And just then Kerry-Ann Kennelly comes up and spews Tia Maria all down his shirt. And uh, he doesn't even flinch. And she goes, Because ah! she's just been drinking Tia Maria in the sun all day. Tia Maria, Tia Maria. And then Karl Stefanovic steps out of the crowd, fronts up to Richard Wilkins and says, Hey, old man, we don't need your type here no more. You're part of a dying breed, Wilkins. Why don't you get your hair and go back to the 80s? And Wilkins says, I'm not afraid of your words. I'm not afraid of age. I'm not afraid of the decaying of my own body. And when I gazed into the abyss, the abyss... Yeah, we know, says Stefanovic. That's not even yours. That, Nietzsche said that. And Wilkins says, wisdom belongs to all men. Sexist, says Gretel Colleen, who stepped out of the crowd with a cocktail. Ah, says Kerry-Ann Kennelly again and takes another swig of Tia Maria. Gender is merely an illusion, says Richard Wilkins. As are you, as am I. Then Todd McKenney comes tap dancing up and says, Screw it, guys, let's party! And the entire party, thousands and thousands of people, start jumping up and down as one organism, one throbbing throng of people who've been separated from culture and society for the longest period in a hundred years and suddenly are out celebrating, free, bouncing up and down, dancing in a primal, rhythmic celebration of the fact that I never have to watch Frozen 2 again. Song, song, time to play a song. This is not the song, just the jingle to the song. Demo. Song. Yes, those demos have been coming in. You've been sending them to me and it's been just a ball listening to them. Thank you. I'm sorry if I haven't replied to everybody, but I do appreciate it. And please send in more. Um, so without any further adieu. Oh, incidentally, my wife told me that uh, I'm saying that wrong. It's a do. Significant as my wife because I said adieu when we got married. Oh, that's funny. I loved your own Jack, mate. Nobody else is. Here's a demo that was sent in by a guy that I used to know as Facey McStubbington when he was in the band The Beards. Um, he calls himself here Joshua Jaywa Joy Boy McDickstain. So I, I'm not sure if he still goes by the Facey moniker. But um, he sent in this demo which he wrote when he found out his wife was preggers, as he puts it, and uh, he wrote it to his unborn child who they were calling Joshuaina. They didn't know the child's gender at that point. It turns out that the child is a boy. But when this was written, I understand, this song is called Joshuaina's Song. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. 
Joshuaina. I'm your dad. I'm supposed to protect you from everything that's bad. But it's impossible to keep you out the way of all that harm. So I'll just let you know what I know. Forewarned is forearmed. Your life means nothing. And neither will your death. And you're going to experience so much pain before you draw your final breath. And while the best moment of my life was your birth, ecologically speaking, you're the worst thing I've ever done to this here planet Earth. Because humans are crap, and you're part of that group. And if you want to see what's wrong with the world, find a mirror and take a look. Yeah, you've got selfish DNA. You're just wired that way, so I guess what I'm trying to say is happy birthday. Blow out your candles. Life's about to get cold and dark. I'm sorry, Josh Huena, human intelligence is strange Cause unlike our planet's climate, we're not capable of change You can divide the human population into two unequal halves Where one group dies of obesity while the poorer faction starves Yeah, we'd prefer to turn to government or God to be our saviour Than to change a single aspect of our terrible behaviour yeah, we're in denial of the fact that change is just a must Because the elephant that was in the room has been poached and harvested for tusks Yeah, humans are doomed, so don't bother planting trees And if you want to see what's wrong with the world, find a mirror and take it easy You've got selfish DNA, you're just wired that way So I guess what I'm trying to say is happy birthday Fiddle -de 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 -de. The meat industry Is gonna keep producing Fart gas until we cannot breathe Skibbity bop bop Shibbity boop boop Do not be mistaken Cause as we choke to death We'll still order our veal Cutlets wrapped in bacon Cause it's delicious And now it's now It's totally out of your hands, so don't bother acting tough Cause the pain and sadness and infrequent laughter will be over soon enough We've already sealed our certain fate But my implication is that the earth is gonna be fine It just won't be fit for our habitation No, no, humans will all be dead soon And I'm not sorry for my candor and if you want to see what's wrong with the world, find a mirror and take a candy. You've got selfish DNA. Your instincts can't be betrayed. Yeah, it's watermarked on your resume. What a shit you will be. Yeah, you're just wired that way. It's your innate biology. So I guess what I'm trying to say is open your present. Okay. Yeah, rip into it. Oh, yeah, don't bother recycling the paper. It's too late for that. Okay, what, what, what is it? It's coal, mate. It's a lump of coal. Huh? It's the last oh. one, too, so be careful. Okay. How thanks. about we chuck it in the old FJ Holden and do a Macca's run? How'd you like that?
birthday. Happy birthday, Joshua. Thanks, and happy birthday. What a ruddy, marvellous piece of work. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. Thanks for sending that in. What a tremendously strong and vital voice that guy has. It's like he's been gargling gravy all afternoon. Um, I toured with the Beards on a, it was a 42-date tour, and um, I tell you what, they were just an utter joy to tour with. The gigs were uh, variable for me, opening for them. Some of their fans were completely fanatical and didn't always appreciate me. The worst, I think, was at the Hoi Moi Hotel in Coffs Harbour, a Sunday afternoon after the Hermit Crab races and before the Beards. There are a lot of great, big, angry men with big beards who had anticipated that once the Hermit Crab races had finished that the beards would be taken to the stage and were not best pleased at a half-drunk Frankie Walnut attempting to get them to laugh. Ooh, they wanted to kill me. Nonetheless, I got out of it alive and it got paid. So, yeah, it was a good time. Quotes. When I was in grade six, I had my first proper girlfriend. Her name was Samantha Hasty. She used to wear odd coloured socks, fluoro yellow and fluoro pink, as were all the rage then. Sometimes she'd mix it up and throw in a fluoro lime green. She had hair like Jamie Lee Curtis, a short spiky cut with bleached honey frosted highlights. She used to wear an oversized t-shirt with one shoulder popping out of the top of it like Madonna in the material girl phase, which was the phase Madonna was in then. Anyway, uh, I developed a tremendous crush on her and instinctively I just sort of had a good feeling about it. So one big lunch, I asked my best friend Brendan Cork to ask Shelley Kilgore to ask Samantha Hasty if she liked me. And I waited by the wooden fort for him to come back from asking. It seemed to take forever. I was super nervous. Finally, finally Brendan came back. I could see him across the oval heading towards me. Whew. Anyway, it turned out that Samantha Hasty had told Shelley Kilgore to tell Brennan Cork to tell me that she did like me. Well, then, of course, we had to go backwards and forwards a bit more to establish if that was a like or like-like. And once we'd established that, um, which took like another 20 minutes or so, I got up the courage to ask Brendan if he would ask Shelley if she would ask Samantha if Samantha would go with me. And she sent back word via Shelley and Brendan to me that she would. And then the bell rang. Big lunch only went for 60 minutes. I didn't get to see her until the afternoon after school and we walked sheepishly side by side up to the front gates of the school where our parents were picking us up. My heart was beating in my chest and I went home floating on air and distracted and I couldn't even sleep properly that night. All I could think about was Samantha Hasty. And the next day, we held hands for the first time. And I couldn't believe how soft and smooth her hand was. 
and how wonderful she smelt, like perfume and soap and hairspray and her polished nails and her jangly bangles and the way that she did her eyes when she wrote with little love hearts in them. We wrote notes to each other. And not long after, we went on the school camp, grade six school camp, and we ended up camping on an oval somewhere. And I was sharing a tent with Brennan Cork, my best friend. And in the middle of the night, we were talking and shining our torches on the roof of the tent. And Brendan said he felt bad, but that him and Samantha Hasty were two-timing me. Yeah, he'd cut out the middleman and just asked Shelley Kilgore if she'd asked Samantha Hasty if she'd go with him. She'd said yes. My whole guts flipped over. Felt like I'd fallen off the back of a chair. I couldn't think of anything to say, except, have you held hands yet? And he reckoned he, he hadn't held hands with her. And I was quiet for a really long time. And then I started crying and crying and crying and I couldn't stop crying. And I knew that because we were in tents and all the walls of the tents were thin and the whole class was in tents around me, they could all hear me crying. And the more I tried to stop crying, the louder it got, great guttural sobs. Like where was it all coming from? It was, it was bigger than me. I just couldn't stem the flow of it. And I realised that this pain was all mine and only mine. I wasn't going to tell my mum and dad, it was too embarrassing. And obviously I couldn't unburden myself with my best friend or my girlfriend. And uh, I don't know how long it was, but eventually I must have cried myself to sleep. And I woke up the next morning and I knew that I wasn't the same person anymore. That I'd lost something. But also part of me was a bit stronger and I wasn't going to take this line down. So I told Brennan Cork to tell Shelley Kilgore to tell Samantha Hastie that she was dropped. And that brings me to today's quote, which is by David White, one of my favourite thinkers and poets and philosophers. It goes like this. Sometimes it takes darkness and the sweet confinement of your aloneness to learn anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. You are too small for me, Samantha Hasty. Too small. Quotes. Okay, well, we're nearing the end of the podcast today. I'm trying to get them to go for about 30 minutes on average. Um, thank you for listening. If you've got a tale of heartbreak or disappointment, why not send it in to frankiewalnut at gmail.com. frankiewalnut at gmail.com. Remember, Frankie's with a Y, not an IE. Same goes for the demos. Um, send them in to frankiewalnut at gmail.com. And thank you all for listening. And please, if you enjoy the podcast, why not share it with your friends, like and subscribe. Um, it's the third episode this week and it's been growing every week. So, I mean, it's not spreading as fast as coronavirus, but it's certainly growing, I wouldn't say exponentially, but by a significant number. So I really do appreciate that. Um, I'm sorry I've been blathering so much in this episode. It means we haven't had as much time for demos. 
Uh, I've got a short demo though. This one was set in, sent in rather by Abe Parsons. And Abe says, can't write lyrics to save my life, but make of it what you will. Well, what I make of it is a beautiful little instrumental track. Song, song, time to play a song. This is not the song, just the jingle to the song. Song. good as that i love the little sigh (laughs) i love the little sad sigh just before the last burst of music there wonderful thank you abe parsons thanks for sending that in and thanks everybody else i will get to all of them i'm hoping in the end i hope you're all staying relatively chirpy and um in keeping with the tradition of ending with a live track, here's a live track from the Beards tour uh, that I did. This was live uh, in Perth, opening for the Beards. I hope you enjoy it. Have a great week, everyone. See you next week. Bye bye. I was Australian as a sheep's turd in shape of Australia. <laughs> Riding on the back of a sheep named Bruce, who's been shorn. In the shape of Australia. <laughs> I'm as Australian as a pie that's been run over by you, being driven by John Williamson. While he narrates a documentary about Australia. I was Australian as a ribback spider in a funnel whip spider. Having a root inside a kangaroo scrotum purse. I'm as Australian as. I'm as Australian as. I'm as Australian as Australian as Australian for you. As Australian as. I'm as Australian as an Australian who meets another Australian in an Australian pub in London and says, shit, London's full of Australians. I'm as Australian as a surfie who gets really bloody hungry and then he goes and eats some sushi. I'm as Australian as sushi. Australian as Banjo Patterson. 
on your patio, strumming a banjo. I was Australian, a crowded house, I'm from New Zealand. I'm as Australian as, I'm as Australian as, gotta kick it up a notch. I'm as Australian as a highway that connects to Australian cities. Admittedly, other countries have highways, but none that connect to Australian cities. I'm as Australian as that cake. Actually, a sponge cake. No, no, wait, a lamington. I'm as Australian as Lamington National Park, which nobody can deny. This is Australia. I'm as Australian as an old man's whistle. I'm as Australian as a bloody finger. I'm as Australian as. I'm as Australian as. Bipartisanship. <laughs> I'm Australian as the moon, as the planet Earth, as our miraculous solar system. When viewed from Australia, <laughs> I'm as Australian as quantum physics, as a strange paradox of matter being simultaneous in a way, yet also a particle. My brain is in Australia. <laughs> Copper doodle, fringy digi, coffee elky, Benny Cuthbert, a bingy manicga dingo, a didgeridoo. Frozen 2 is actually quite good.